Hey, what's up? What's going on, everyone? This is Indigo Sky, and I want to welcome you to the Indigo Mind Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about reoccurring dreams. Why do we get reoccurring dreams? Is it a memory, a fragment? Of a past lifetime? Or is it something in our subconscious that keeps bringing us back to that place in the dream? I'm going to go into um, two reoccurring dreams. I've been having them for several years now. The main one is I am at the airport. And it looks kind of dark and stark and cold. And I'm at like the gate. And I don't have anything with me. I don't have my passport and the guy needs to see my passport. And I'm right there on the border. Right there like to go to the UK. And I can't travel because I don't have my passport. And the the fear, the the sadness, the fear, the frustration of not being able to go through is very is very haunting. Now this could work in different ways. Okay. Um, my father was in the navy when I was. A baby when I was growing up and um, we lived in England till I was about four and a half years old I am not sure if that reoccurring dream has something something to do with when I moved to the UK was I in my mother's womb And I remember the panic and the chaos of being at the airport and not having the passport. I don't know. There's so many questions. So many questions. Um, Then the other reoccurring dream I'm always having is I am lost in New York City. And I'm going from Port Authority to Midtown and then I'm up in Washington Heights and I'm trying to find my way home and I can't remember if I live in North Jersey because I used to live in North Jersey too I lived in four different cities in Jersey so in my dream um, I'm lost and I can't find the Port Authority, and I can't find the subway, and I can't find the taxi. And I'm just walking around aimlessly around the city. And thinking to myself, oh, I hope I see my friend Nicole. Maybe she could drive me home. And then I say, wait a minute, where do I live? And do I live in New Jersey? Do I live in, in Manhattan? It's like I'm lost in between worlds. Very, very, very strange. Then the third reoccurring dream is I see myself 
back in the days when I used to work in the clubs, right? I, I've worked every aspect of the clubs, from bartending to cocktail waitressing to dancing to hosting, you name it, every aspect, I did it for years. Whether it was in a club or in a fancy hotel like the Ritz-Carlton, I was always in the service industry for many, many years. So in my dream, I'm walking around aimlessly in what looks like a busy restaurant slash lounge. And everyone is busy. Everyone has tables. Everyone is talking to people. And I'm just walking around aimlessly, like, saying to myself, like, where are my tables? Where are my customers? Where's my wallet? Where's my, like, where's my register? Like, where's my section? (laughs) Just lost. Like, totally feeling as if, is it my spirit going back to the places where I used to work? Am I... Uh, Having an astral projection. So is my astral body going back to these places? And I'm seeing everything that's happening, but I'm being ignored because they don't see me. That could be a factor, right? Or the other other observation that I sometimes wonder is... um, Am I remembering a past life? You know, or when I see myself in this dream and everything is going on, right? And everyone's busy. Everyone has tables. Everyone has made their money. Everyone's talking to customers. And I'm like a ghost. So am I already dead? While this is happening, and it's my spirit returning to these places, I don't know. It's very interesting. There's so many ways to look at it. Why do we have reoccurring dreams? What do they tell us? Um, I love analyzing dreams, and I've always, I've always had vivid dreams. I've always had. Um, a strong sense of intuition and I've, I've had many dreams come true many many dreams some good some bad um, I've seen visions of how people are going to die in my dream uh the third the third dream that showed me a message from a loved one was really interesting because uh, this was um, about a year after my sister passed away, Darlene. I was reunited with her son, Jonathan, who I hadn't seen for like seven years since he was a little since he was like five years old. So now he's 22, 21. And um, we were talking and he was basically telling me how he was going out with a girl and some other guy and they were going to go hang out and basically they were going to get into trouble. 
And I said, be careful because it's dangerous out there. The streets are dangerous. And he was like, ah, whatever. You know, like he was a cool cat. You couldn't give him any advice, you know. So fast forward about three weeks later. So I had this dream. And in my dream, I saw a cemetery. The cemetery was by the beach. Huge white crosses everywhere, like white coffins. Everything was like made of cement. It was everything was like white, uh, like um, it was like an above ground a cemetery. And then I saw like bright flowers everywhere. So I didn't think nothing of that dream. It was, you know, I like I thought it was just a dream. I don't even know why I had that dream. And then, lo and behold, I was working on a Saturday night. And I get a phone call around 8.30 at night. I just started my shift. And I get a phone call. I get a text message and they say, John Anthony is dead. They found him in a trunk, shot up, riddled up with bullets. Him, his girlfriend, and their other friend. They each had like 19, 20, and 22 bullets riddled all over their bodies. And they were shoved into a trunk and they were found at 7.38 p.m. on a Saturday night on a Valentine's Day and this was 2010. My heart sank. I couldn't believe it. I left my job. I left the club early to go and deal with what I had to deal with, right? And um, so the crazy thing was after, you know, I, I, I meet up with my family we make arrangements and and we tried to make sense of it all. Uh, it turns out my grandmother had a like a plot she bought like for four people. And it's in the cemetery in Isla Velde, which is right by the airport. It's like in the main tourist strip. Well, this was exactly the same cemetery that I saw in my dream. So when they were burying him and putting him under and the crosses that I saw and the flowers, it all hit me. I'm like, oh, my God, this was what I saw in my dream. This is absolutely crazy, insane. Like, how how did I see this so vividly, you know, because I've never really seen a cemetery with white crosses like near a beach. There's only one, and that's the one in Puerto Rico, Isla Velde. It's really famous. It's really old. So I had, I got chills, and I was just, uh, I was, it was, it was reconfirmed that something is allowing me to receive messages on the other side, because first it was. The dream that I had with Eric when I saw him dead in the coffin wearing the suit from our cruise, our engagement cruise. I saw that vividly. 
Then the second dream was when I heard the detective on the phone about to tell me something about my sister Darlene. And before he spoke, I knew intuitively that it was my sister Darlene that was dead. And then now with John Anthony, her son, I saw the vision in my dream of the cemetery by the beach with the white crosses and the flowers and the the cement structures. So this, um, it's all relative because I'm very much into um, analyzing my dreams and into tapping into my intuition. Uh, I like to receive messages. As much as I can. Although I don't try to receive them. Like I don't deliberately sit there and meditate and try to, to receive messages. Of, oh, who's going to die next? No, I don't. That's not what I like. Um, but yeah, intuition is real. You know, and when we activate our third eye and we are in receiving mode, we can receive so many so many streams of information and messages. Um, one last cool story that I'm going to leave you with. This was not this past Friday, but the Friday before, like two weeks ago. Um, I was supposed to go out shopping with a friend of mine, and I didn't. I ended up staying home, and I didn't... I just, I don't know. I, I just didn't feel like going out that day for whatever reason. I didn't feel like being out in the street on a Friday during rush hour. So, um, I was like listening to music and it was like all of a sudden I had like a flash, like a vision, like a flash. And I saw my friend getting into an accident. It wasn't bloody, it wasn't gory. But I saw her getting into an accident, like like slamming the brakes and like jerking the car in the front. I saw that. And then I just let it go. I'm like, oh, you know, stop making up stories. Stop making up movies in your head. And I got back to listening to my music. Well, when she comes home, uh, let's see, like three hours later, she came home around 930. The first thing out of her mouth is, you won't believe what happened to me. I just got, I almost got killed. I just got into an accident. There was a guy with road rage and he wanted to kill me. I was like, what? I was like, you're not going to believe what I tell you when I tell you what I'm going to tell you. She's like, what? I was like, I, I knew this. She's like, what do you mean you knew this? I'm like, I had a vision. I had a flash where I saw this. I saw you getting into a car accident. And she's like, why didn't you fucking tell me? Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you tell me? She gets mad at me. So she leashes out her anger from from the accident that she had. And she projects it on me. Now it's my fault because I didn't tell her when I had that thought. And I said, listen. I can't go around telling people every thought that I have in my head because I'll be in a in a loony bin, you know. I'll be in a psych ward. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm I'm just telling you what happened. It was a thought that I had, 
It came to me. It was like a stream of information that I saw. Like it was like a picture. And uh, but I didn't think to text you and say, "Hey, be careful, because there's gonna be a car accident." No, like I, I guess I doubted my own power. You know, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be psychic. I was not trying to be, uh, you know, intuitive. Or give her a warning. I, I, I wasn't even focused on none of, none of that. But the information came to me. I dismissed it. And I shouldn't have. Because she ended up getting into an accident. So I maybe from now on I should tell people when I get weird visions or something. I don't know. It's It's a, hard, it's a fine line. You know what I mean? It's like... Sometimes you could it could be helpful, right? But oftentimes it gets ignored anyways. For example, when I tried to warn Eric the day before he got murdered, he dismissed my dream like, ah, don't worry about it, whatever, whatever, you know. So I did give a chance. I did give him a warning what I saw in my dream, but he was laughing at me like, like, oh, your dreams are just dreams. They mean nothing. So I don't know. The point is, it's happened so many times with many dreams. There's like three more that I could tell you right off the bat. But I'm going to save them for another episode because I'm supposed to be doing another episode later on tonight with Ursula. So maybe that'll give us something else to uh, to discuss. But in the meantime, I'm signing off. Just want to remind you to um, like, follow, and subscribe. This episode is sponsored by Epidemic Sound and IndigoDreamers.shop. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Ciao for now. Namaste.